0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Well, I want to introduce Jordan Bay to you. Most of you know Jordan. Jordan has been with us now for two years. Two years ago, Jordan moved up from the Experience Community Church, which is located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, and Jordan felt God call him up here to help us here in Vermont at Church of the Well. And he's been a real gift. And for two years now, he's interned and he has volunteered his time and he's worked in set up and tear down pre-pandemic. He did all of our sound ministry and audio pre-pandemic. He's done kids church. He's helped with our financial assistance and led that team and giving out financial assistance to those in need. He's led small groups. He's done a number of things that he's contributed to our church, and we're really grateful for him. He is going back home to Tennessee in just a matter of weeks, and so we wanted to ask him to preach one more time before he heads back. And so let's just pray for Jordan as he uh, shares with us, and let's pray for our hearts that we could receive the word he has for us today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for for Jordan, for calling him here to Vermont, to church at the well, to to help us and to be with us. And Lord, I pray that everything that you have deposited in him um, would be a blessing to him. And I pray, Lord, that that what he has deposited in us would stay and remain and and, and, and increase our fruitfulness. Lord, as he opens God's word today and preaches, we ask that you would give us uh, hearts that are open and ears to hear uh, what you're saying to us. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Take it away, Jordan.
1: Good morning, church. Uh, It's so good to see y'all and be here with y'all. Thank you so much for having me. If uh, you're new here and you're just tuning in, um, I'm Jordan. I am on the team here at Church at the Well, and thank you so much for coming out and listening to me give a little sermonette. Um, I hope your weeks are going well. I know this past week when I'm recording this, the Days have been super nice here in Vermont, uh, and right now uh, it's predicted to rain on Sunday, so I kind of hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, that'd be really nice to not have to deal with rain. Um, I think, personally, rain is my least favorite kind of weather. So, um, just a little bit about myself. <laughs> if y'all haven't noticed, uh, or if you're new, we're looking at different names of God that people give or he's given himself throughout the Bible and today we're going to be looking at God's name Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide or provides whichever um <clears throat> it comes whichever translation you use. Um, it comes from a story in Genesis 22 it's a name that Abraham gives and here we see that God um, wants to test abraham it's a very real uh heavy story um and i don't want to just um minimalize that yeah that's, it. that's the word i'm looking for um so after a major agreement with a local ruler that gave abraham a lot of resources and wealth we see god coming to test abraham and we know pretty honestly straightforward like it says that god comes to test kind of and verb depending on how a translation is, that's pretty much what it says though. And how he wants to do it is by telling Abraham to sacrifice his only son. And his son's name is Isaac and he's a miracle child. And, um, basically Abraham, uh, God tells Abraham, he's like, I'm going to, Bless the world and every nation through your genealogy, and you're gonna to have tons of sons, and you're gonna have a massive family, you're gonna have one it's gonna come through one son. And so they hear that and they kind of don't believe it because they're so old. And so they basically take God's promise and try to fulfill it themselves instead of letting God fulfill his own promises. Um and it becomes a really bad story, and basically him and Sarah finally have Isaac, and he's a miracle child. Um, and so they're on this mountain, on the way to, uh, to, to worship, to have this sacrifice. And Isaac doesn't know about this test, um, as far as we can tell. Because he asks, um, where's the lamb to be sacrificed? They have everything. They have everything else. But they don't have a lamb to be sacrificed. We see in Genesis 22, 8-14, through 14, it says, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. When they came to the place of God, which God had told him, sorry, when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order. You have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, um, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, Jehovah-Jireh the Lord will provide as it is said to this day on the Mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, this is a heavy story. Um, and I don't want to discredit that. And I kind of wish I had a little bit more time to flesh out some of the questions that I know people that first time hearers, maybe people that just haven't studied it at all. Um, and we ask or address these questions. Uh, I wish I had more time to flush it out, but um, unfortunately I don't. And bef- I want to say, before I started following Jesus, I went to a Christian private school, and this was a- this story was actually a massive hang-up for me. Um, first off, how can Abraham be willing to kill his own son? Why would God ask him to do so? There's so many questions that I wish we could explore together Um, but if you're willing and able, you can just reach out and a pastor will get with you and would love to explore those questions with you. Um, but I also want to say, um, one thing that you, multiple studies have shown is that people don't read anymore. I mean, they do, but they don't read intentionally. majority of people, they just skim through things. You know, like that weekly email at work that you're supposed to read. Um, it was like, supervisor comes up and is like, hey, did you read my email? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. i like, well, what do you think about this? What are your opinions on this? And you're like, I don't remember that. Um. So I believe um, that when you sit down and you read this, I think you can pick up little clues to see what was going yeah. on in Abraham's head, in this moment, we know that child sacrifice was actually a very common thing. It's very, very sad. It's a terrible, terrible thing. It's really common. So to hear, you know, God say like, "Hey, sacrifice your son," you're going to be like, "Okay, well, thought you weren't one of those gods. You haven't asked this so far, but okay." Um, and we know, we also know that from verse. F- from verse 5 in the same chapter, that Abraham intends to come back with Isaac alive because he says, we're going to go up the mountain to worship, and then we will come back. We will come back. We also know that God even says to Abraham, through Isaac, you're going to bless all nations. In the book of Hebrews, this is in the New Testament, it's kind of reflecting on the faith of the people before us. Its author talks about this, how Abraham trusts God, trusts God will provide his promise even after this sacrifice. So to kind of hurry up this thought train, many believe, many scholars and biblical scholars believe that Abraham believed That God was the author of life. That even if he kills Isaac, he would not let death have the final word over his son. And then Isaac would be brought back to life. He goes with the intention that God is going to provide a sacrifice. And he does. This year has been a year filled with heartache. With doubt. With mistrust, with hurts, in so much pain. Just like I don't have to remind y'all. We've seen a powerful and real glimpse of the death that we have all brought to this world with our sin in the past I don't know, like 14 months. And yet still. Despite the sin that we brought, despite the death that our sin brings. The Lord has provided. He provided us with houses to have backyard church hangouts. He provided us with online services. He provided us with parks that we can have church at. If you you feel comfortable, we would love to have you out there. If you can. He provided us with pastors and staff that love our congregation. And he provided us with you. Even if you don't say anything, your presence is a provision. You bring something to this church. And he provided us with that. But most importantly, because it is the most important thing, everything would be pointless without this. He provided us with His Son. The only innocent person in the entire world died because you and I decided that we know better. And we chose death. Out of all the creation in the entire world, only one type of creation looked at God and said, No! It was us. But He would not let the consequences of that decision have that final word on us. He would come as a depend dependent baby. He would die. He would resurrect and you would call us to something far greater than we could ever imagine. However, truly I tell you, we aren't always a place of post-sacrifice. Sometimes we're on the way to the mountain. Maybe we're at the altar. We're not sure how God is going to do what he's called us to. We're not sure how he will provide for us. I have been on my knees multiple times to the God who loves you, praying that he provides. I am Truly telling you, it is the most humbling and most vulnerable place to be. Not just physically, but actually on your knees, audibly praying. God, I need this. God, I don't know where you're at. God, what are you going to do? Because God, I want to—I want you all to know this. God wants to hear those prayers. Because he wants to provide. That's not just what he does. That's who he is. And I want to say, I want to tell you quickly, there's certain ways that people are going to tell you that God provides in certain ways. I just want to debunk those. I want to truly tell you that if someone tells you that you're going to be loaded, if you do this, that's, I'm sorry, that's not true. It's not. God's going to heal you if you give $9.95. No. If someone comes up to you and tells you that, you need to check your wallet. Because you're around a crook. The provision that God is wanting to give you, a very tangible one, is family. I cannot tell you how many people I've met that don't talk to their parents, They don't talk to their dad. They don't talk to their mom. They don't talk to their brothers or sisters. They don't even talk to their children. Don't talk to their grandparents, their grandkids. But through the church, they've found fathers that they never had. They've found mothers that they can console with and cry with. They've found brothers and sisters that they link together and we bear each other's burdens. And they've met. Sons and daughters that they disciple, that they help grow, just in church. That's the provision. That's a provision. Not just the provision, but a provision that God wants to give. So I pray that someone in here may see that, may experience that. And I pray, genuinely pray, That that happens. So a way that we as a staff are praying for God to provide is through volunteers. Uh, For those that don't know, um, I got offered a job to be a pastor down in Tennessee. So I will be moving in less than a month. I'm stressed about it. I'm excited. And I will deeply miss all of you so much this is a family this is my community and it hurts to leave in an area that we're praying for god to provide in an area that i served in was kids at the well it's our kids ministry it's our kids church i'm just gonna be blunt y'all we need volunteers we're gonna serve our parents and our kids we need volunteers I also want to reiterate, um, we're not a corporation, we're a community. We're not here to serve you. We're here to serve, but we're not here to serve you. And if we want Kids Church, we need volunteers to have Kids Church. Because sometimes God provides through us. So I'm praying that God provides through you. And if kids' ministry isn't for you, that's totally fine. It really is. It's not for everyone. Some people are feet. Some people are hands, it says in the Bible. We have other ministries that you can serve in. We have financial assistance. It was one of my favorite things I did at this church. It's a way to help people in need, not just financially, but that is obviously with the name. That's the most um, common way that we help people. We also have a worship team. People called to play for the worship team, to lead us in worship, that's there. We have a prayer team. There are multiple ways God can provide for us. And even if he doesn't though, I want you to hear this, even if he doesn't, that's okay. There's a moment in a story in Daniel. After the nation of Israel has just been overthrown, these people were homeless or enslaved. They've been taken and ripped away from their homes. Their temple has been torn down. One of the worst experiences that you could ever have as a nation during this time has happened to God's people. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the nation that they're enslaved to, they have this massive idol. And they say, bow to this idol and be thrown in a furnace. He said, we're not going to bow. He said, then go to the furnace. And one of them says, God can deliver us from this. God will deliver us from this. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow to that idol. So I believe that God can provide for you. I believe God will provide for us. But even if He doesn't, that's okay. Because I want you to hear this This is the most important part, and this is why I left it for the end. Didn't want any of y'all to leave, like in the beginning. The cross is enough. The cross is enough. The world will say, it's not. Your flesh will say, it's not. But it is. God died for you. God loves you. God cares about you. He wants to get to know you. He also wants you to get to know Him. He wants to call you to something greater. So thank you so much, y'all. I'm going to miss y'all so, so deeply. I'm excited for this new venture, this new chapter. And I pray that God continues to bless y'all wherever wherever he may take you. I'm going to pray. And uh, I will miss y'all. Father God, um, you were way too good. You were kind. You were gentle. You were abounding in love. You are rich in mercy. God, as we gather before you as your humble servants, as your friend, I ask that you be with this church. Bless them. Watch over them. Provide for them. And even if you don't, remind them of the past provisions. So God, I pray this in your matchless holy name, most important name there ever is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, friends. Blessings, and I hope you all have a great rest of your week. I love you all so much.
0: listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.